I mean, this is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is, and we don't know who we are. This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. Officer, you need to repent of your lawless conduct. You don't know the law, and yet you pretend to represent it. That's not law enforcement, sir. That's being a thug. We will not stop fighting and bothering you all until this monstrous, barbaric practice of legalized abortion ends and we are teaching our children to do the same. God's word says that the shed blood of innocent humans cries out for justice and mark my words, they will have their day in court. Nobody gets saved by being treated nicely. They get saved by hearing the gospel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. If we don't open our mouths and commend Christ, we're not loving him, no matter what we're doing with our hands. Hello, this is Desi Mays, and you're listening to another episode of Provoked. Um, I am here, actually, in the studio alone today. Zach and Jake are out, um, but I am joined by some wonderful ladies who I highly respect and uh, just adore, uh, Miss Nancy Wilson and Summer Yeager. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hello, Desi. Thank you both for your time and for coming on. Um, for all of our listeners, um, I would assume that most of our lady listeners that listen to Provoked already know who you are. But I'm just going to give a little brief bio for those who might not know. But Nancy Wilson is a, a wife, mother, uh, grandmother. She uh, is an author, teacher, and podcaster. Um, she has been a tremendous blessing in my life. And uh, she is wife to Pastor Doug Wilson. Um, she has amazing content. If you haven't heard her podcast yet, the Femina podcast, I highly recommend it. Um, it comes out weekly on Fridays, and uh, it will just bless you tremendously. Uh, and Summer Yeager, she is a host of Sheologians. She's a wife and mama, and uh, her and Joy have been hosting Sheologians for, what, six years now? Oh, we started in 2016. So however many years ago that was. Mm -hmm. seven? So seven. Seven? I was years. close. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she allogens. You were a teenager. Yeah. yeah. I know. What were you, 12? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, it has been very humbling to consider that we started in our 20s. And, uh, you know, Joy was still single, hadn't had any kids yet. And, uh, you know, well, now we're deep in our thirties. So we've spanned some life. We've spanned some life. It's been, um, it's been a learning experience <laughs> as, as life is. Yep. Well, growing in, in wisdom and knowledge and uh, blessing a lot of people along the way. I love sheologians because it's theologically rigorous and, uh, it just, I feel like it blesses a lot of, of young and old women too. Um, so thank you both for all that you do. And I'm looking forward to this um, episode today. I'm going to keep get right to it. Right before I do, though, I just encourage all of our listeners to go to Apology at All Access and become a member because it really um, helps keep things going here at Apologia Studios. So if you're not an All Access member, go ahead and sign up to do that. Um, so this 
subject we're going to be talking today is called ruts and valleys. And I was um, kind of inspired to talk about this today um, because I personally have been through a lot of trials this year and I had I was blessed to have people come around me and kind of poke me and give me some encouragement to you know keep going and so I wanted to pick Nancy and Summer's brain just about um, some encouragement for the saints if you're going through a hard time a, a rut or a valley um, just on how we can can glorify God um, and enjoy Him, like the London Baptist, uh, the London 689 Baptist Confession of Faith. Question number two asks, what's our primary purpose? Um, and that the answer is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And so how do we do that when we're going through a trial? Um, and so I wanted to start with Nancy and kind of um, go from there. Nancy, I know you just spoke about, um, I think you, on one, not your last feminine podcast but i think the one before that it was um oh i had it on i wrote it down and then i forgot to bring it but it was a, a godly godly attitudes i think you called it okay and you spoke a lot oh. about that um about staying steady so um if you want to just start about attitudes and if you had a friend which i'm sure you have in your life and yourself i was going through a trial and they said you know Nancy, what could you tell me? Uh, you know, I'm. It's easy to to be on fire for the Lord and do our duties and stay, you know, stay chipper and and all that when things are going well when we're in a garden. But how about when we're in a valley? I'm in a valley. What can you tell me to help? All right. Well, first of all, it's not strange. It's it's just afflictions are not strange. It's it's part of what we're called to do. This life is full of trouble and man is born to trouble as the sparks fly up. That's right. So that's the first thing. This is not a new thing you're going through. This is not unexpected or, well, it may be unexpected from your perspective, but it didn't surprise God. Right. This is part of growing up in him. This is good for your soul. And Funny, but I just copied a little quote down a couple of days ago, I think before we decided to have this today. And it's a Richard Sibbs quote, but just listen to this. God's people are gainers by all their losses, stronger by all their weakness, and better for all their crosses. Mm. So, so this is the Christian life. This yeah. is not some deeper walk club or odd thing you're experiencing. This is just, this is part of the Christian life. When everything is going smoothly, maybe then we should think, Lord, how am I going to be a Christian in prosperity? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned how to do it when I'm suffering losses or walking along with people who have, or as he puts it, um, weakness and crosses. So we should be more surprised, I think, when everything is just smooth and perfect and quiet. Right. Okay. What's going to happen? <laughs> but yeah. that's, we are equipped. We are equipped by the word. We're equipped by the Holy Spirit. We mm -hmm. have Jesus to follow. So we have all we need to get through these times. Amen. That's, that's just the first thing I'd like to say. And maybe Summer would like to jump in. I'd be happy to talk about then nuts and bolts of, so how do you get through it? But that's the first thing is this is not unusual. Yeah. Amen. Not a surprise. Amen. 
Yeah, Summer. Summer has personally been a friend to me through a, a hard trial this year and just kind of checking in and prodding me and, you know, are you working out? How's your Bible reading? Just a, a good friend. So thank you, Summer. But what would, um, you know, what would you say? Same question. You, you have a friend that's saying, hey, I'm having a hard time just being on fire for the Lord right now and being faithful in the duties that he's called to me because I'm just... I'm in this trial and, and it's not going to change anytime soon. God can do anything that he wants and he does. But as far as I can see, you know, maybe the trial could be health. It could be loss. It could be a relationship that's not, you know, you, you consider you want reconciliation, but the person's not wanting it. It could be et cetera, et cetera, any type of trial that the end is not in sight. And so what would be your first like tool to grab out of your toolbox to help them, um, you know, just stay steady. Yeah. You know, I, I have good news for the Christian who is maybe facing any one of those things or asking those questions. And that is that what you will discover the longer you walk with the Lord is that you will experience a sweet closeness with the Lord during times of suffering. Mm. You, you will. And it is such a blessing to draw near to the Lord uh, during those trials. And I think that um, when you are trusting in his promises and you're believing what he says, you will experience the kind of peace that, well, it's foreign to you. It's alien. It's a piece that's God's doing, right? It's totally God's doing. It's not something that you get to, you know, pull up your bootstraps and create yourself. The peace of God uh, that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus is 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 a work of God. It's something that he does for you. I want you to imagine, you know, kind of a a guard. It's It's a guard that stands over you. That's something that only the Lord can do. And it's something that, um, is sweet. And it, you know, Nancy said, that's the Christian life. And I think when you're really grasping onto the promises and you're believing that and you're trusting in God, um, and you're being faithful, even though it's dark, you're going to experience, um, a, a, a sweetness that you would not have if the waters were smooth. Mm. And so, uh, the longer I'm a Christian, when those trials come and when the suffering comes, there, the the any kind of fear I have, I, I just give it to the Lord and trust that I'm going to experience that sweet closeness and that peace from Him um, when I lay a hold of those promises. So that that's not the nuts and bolts, but that is a that is a promise that the Lord gives when we give Him our worries and we give Him our anxieties. Um, those are things that he says he will give us peace. And mm -hmm. so just remembering that, and I don't know, maybe it's strange, but strangely looking forward to that going, okay, Lord, this is going to be hard, mm -hmm. but I believe you and I trust you and there's going to be sweetness in it as well. I think just having that at the forefront for me is something that's very helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. I have a, I have a very good friend who in the past year had a mastectomy and chemo and went through all of that. She's in her seventies, sweet mm. thing. And she told me recently, she said, if God said, okay, we're gonna rewind the clock and you can choose to not have cancer and we'll just 
do it over without that. She said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not trade it for anything because she was a gainer. She grew so much. She Mm -hmm. felt the Lord, just what you're talking about. So his kindness in such a wonderful way. She had such a great testimony to the nurses. I mean, now I think that is faith. Said, no, I would, I would rather go through that again because I would have missed so much in my walk with the Lord to, to have missed it. Right. Isn't that that encouraging? It's so encouraging, especially because I think not only are when we're in a trial, it's so important to remember that, but also um, just the fear of like, what if I got cancer or what if X, Y, Z, but to know that there's blessing in the trial and the hardship that the Lord comes and teaches, teaches us good lessons through pain and suffering. Yeah. I think it's super important too. Sometimes when we hear stories like that of, of someone so bravely dealing with something so difficult, we think, Oh, not me. That wouldn't be me. That Mm. wouldn't be me. I couldn't do that. But what you're missing is that it's the Lord that does that. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's, God gives you the grace that you need today where you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have the grace for your friend's cancer, Mm -hmm. but I don't need it. So that's why the Lord didn't supply it. (laughs) You know, you know, sometimes I'll hear people talk about super Christians. Mm -hmm. Oh, those are super Christians. There's no such thing. There's one Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and it's all of God's grace. And it's supplied to you when you need it because he knows what you need. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, now to the nuts and bolts, because I feel like this subject, it's not, it's for everyone, because we all are going to go through, we're either in a trial right now, or we've been through one, or we're going to go through one, we know somebody that's going, this isn't like, oh, specific for any one person, it's for all of us. Um, So some practical tools on being faithful through trial, the nuts and the bolts. Nancy? (laughs) Well, being in the word, of course. Yes. First and foremost. And I really recommend Pilgrim's Progress. My favorite book. <laughs> you just, it's one of those books that has application in every way. And so, especially if you have some something come up and you look for your own sin in it, like, did I bring this on myself? Right. Was I being irresponsible? And this is the result. Is God disciplining me? Well, all, all kinds of trials can have a really good effect on us as a discipline, as a helpful discipline, doesn't mean it's connected to a specific sin, but that it's just good for our souls. And we want fat souls, right? We don't want lean souls. And so if you are a person who's never had difficulty, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anything (laughs) like that. Yeah. Just think of what you would miss and how would your faith really grow and become stronger? if you never had to exercise it. So Mm. it's to see this from God's perspective, he's writing my story Mm -hmm. and this is the next chapter and it's not done with this book yet. And so what kind of character do I want to be in this story? This is like my son has talked about a lot uh, in many different ways, but just are you the whining character in the corner who won't take comfort? Are you the wimpy one who won't do the hard thing? Just think about that. Get outside yourself. Say, well, what kind of inheritance am I leaving my children and grandchildren in the way I steward this trial? So steward it 
turn a profit on it and show your children and your future grandchildren how to live. And this is a little off the subject, but I have two great grandbabies on the way. Oh, Yay. You know, when I was giving oh. your bio, I was, I'm like, does she have great grandkids? Oh, two on the way. That's so exciting. Yeah, two on the way. Oh, so, my goodness. Come Christmas, there will, Lord willing, wow. be fun. But I'm just saying, if <laughs> I am being um, fearful and anxious, in a way, that's what I'm bequeathing to my granddaughters. Like, this is what I have for you. Mm-hmm. Be a warrior, be fearful, and scared all the time. Right. Like, no, that is not what I want to leave behind. Yeah. So it's a, just a good perspective. Amen. I uh, like, you said something, I, mean, I think you quote, you said this on Facebook, because um, I saved it, because I'm like, I want to remember that. You said, uh, I'm pra- pra- paraphrasing now, um, you said, if we never had trials, our faith muscles would get flabby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would. It's good to if remember that. Stretched, if things did always went our way, 100%, just terrible. Right. The kind of people we would be. <laughs> Amen. And then it's a good reminder when self-pity comes and you're like, oh, why is this happening to me? Well, we need to be we need to be worked out in those faith muscle areas. So uh. the other thing I think that is helpful is if we have zero tolerance for grumbling. Mm. And I mean in our head. Right. Not letting it come out our mouth, stopping it before it does, but also turning it off in our head. Because if we allow ourselves to grumble our way through the day, it really affects our spirit and it's going to come out. And then we're going to have to go, sorry for grumbling or, you know, you're just not pleasant to be with. But to have zero tolerance instead say, Lord, I love the weather. Don't let me be a grumbler. Yeah. Your weather. Thank you for your weather. That's really, I feel like you're looking at me right now because it's 113 (laughs) right now. (laughs) And it's I'm ready for here. Oh man, oh, wow. that sounds incredible. I'm wearing a sweater. I put on a sweater, even though I have the furnace on. It's kind of cold. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to covet. I'm not going to covet. No. Come anytime. Yeah. But you see, my point is yeah. if we listen to ourselves grumbling and complaining, well, my word, it's just, it's terrible. It's a terrible mm-hmm. conversation to be listening to all day long. Absolutely. So, and that, and that, and the other thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of, as moms and wives, we kind of are, I think Joy said it, we're kind of the barometer. And if if we're in bad moods, that's going to spill out into our kids and to our husband mm-hmm. and to anybody that maybe stops by our house. They're going to say, wow, she's not very pleasant today. <laughs> God hears it all. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's all directed to him, really. Mm-hmm. So it's just not, it's not going to help you thrive as a Christian woman. Right. For sure. I liked in um, Learning Contentment. So if you're listening and you've never read this book, it's Learning Contentment, a study for ladies of every age. Well, there's no, I'm, I held it up to the camera, but this is a <laughs> audio only. But um, this is an incredibly helpful book. Um, when you, in your chapter about, um, grief and just having contentment during grief you made a point which i thought was good is you know grief in itself is not sinful but staying there and 
and allowing yourself to kind of stay there and not move forward, that's when we can prolong our suffering. And I think one thing I've done personally um, is for some reason in my sinful nature, instead of going to the Lord with my problems, I go inward and I'm, I neglect reading the word. And I've seen throughout my life, if I, if I don't read the word, there's a a direct correlation on how bad I feel. (laughs) So if I neglect the word, it's like, if you stop eating veggies and good food and you're only eating sweets, you're going to feel bad pretty soon. The same goes for our, our spiritual you know, self too, if, if we're not reading God's word, if we're not being daily nourished um, by his word, then we're just going to prolong that suffering. And so um, I think just have, asking God to help us, please help me to be committed to reading your word every day, because that's going to fuel um, my healing. And I think that idea of stewarding it, okay, God gave me this grief, mm-hmm. he wants me to turn a profit on it. Right. And am I going to just bury it in the ground and not invest it? You know, and the way we invest it is by thanking him, trusting him, applying his word. He understands sorrow and grief. Mm. Jesus, the man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. So what Summer was saying about go to the Lord, lean on the Lord. uh, that's, That's what we need to be doing. And not going to our methods or even going to our our Bibles, of course, as they lead us to Christ. But just we have to be realistic about where we're going to find the comfort. And it's not just by nature we're going to be mm-hmm. able to handle that. Yeah. Amen. Summer, you guys, and I hope you're okay with me talking about this. We can always edit it out if you're not. Are you okay about talking about Eric's cancer scare? Oh, no. Yeah, go. For it. That's totally fine. Yeah, we uh, we weren't sure there were some some blood tests that my husband had recently that were pointing a certain way and uh, pointing a dark way pointing. A, a, well, that's those odds aren't good type of way. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, you know, take these tests, take these tests, go to this cancer center And, you know, I don't know, again, I think this is a, I think this is the blessing of having walked with the Lord for some time, but maybe this sounds weird, but Christianity sounds weird to outsiders. So that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We were rather laughing and joyful about it. I mean, there was so many opportunities to just go, well, maybe it's cancer and well, won't that be something, you know, it just, there was no, to be honest, that it, while it's hard to think about, I think, you know, we had a real moment where we both acknowledged that if the Lord was to take him, because the diagnosis for this kind of thing is like in the next five years, you know, like that's it, oh, wow. you know, he's 37, very young. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, the bummer, the only bummer we have really is that um, we would miss you <laughs> because mm-hmm. the reality is we'd be fine. Like mm-hmm. God would take care of us mm-hmm. and um, you would be having a great time. So if if we stand back and look at the situation, what's the situation? Ah, we'd miss you. Yeah. Ah, ah, we'd miss you. Um and the Lord would take care of us and um, 
I'd see you again, but that wouldn't even be the most exciting thing to happen. And that's, <laughs> that is, I know that, you know, so all that to say, um, this was not our most trialy trial, you know, we've, we've buried a baby. We've certainly been through things, uh, more difficult than this. And I really think, I really believe that, um, a lot of times when you talk to Christian women, what I hear a lot is, is just kind of this admittance that, you know, I'm sad and I just kind of want to be sad. Yeah. You know, I'm sad and I want to be sad. And if you really, I want to get, make myself some tea and get on the couch under a blanket and just sort of luxuriate in my sadness. Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, yeah, it is. It It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And, but sin doesn't make sense. You can't make it make sense. And I think the reality is, is that a lot of, a lot of people have never tried, have truly tried the setting your mind on things above, you know, when you, a lot of times when I have said, you know, well, what are you setting your mind on? Like if you are sad all the time and you really took an inventory of what you're setting your mind on, um, what you'll find is it's all bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. And if you say, you know, we'll set your mind on something else, something good, make a decision, make a choice here uh, bef- before you go into a trial or make a choice now. If you're not deep in a trial now, set your mind and decide today that when that trial comes, because it inevitably will, mm-hmm. that what you are going to set your mind on and how you are going to face these things is with a Christ word hope, it will change things. And I, I don't know that a lot of people believe that. I don't know that a lot of Christian women believe that. I get a lot of pushback when I say that, which is so interesting to me. But what it tells me is you've never tried it. Mm-hmm. And this is not is this is not a, a, a hypocritical statement with what I said earlier, which is that it's all of Christ and that it's God that guides you. But there is something that you have to do, too. Right. So there's so many commands in the New Testament to of what of fixing your mind and setting your mind and, and the things that you choose to do with your mind and your heart. There's many commands for you there. And that that is not to say that this is a pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but you do have commands that when you choose to believe them and you choose to obey them and you choose to walk in them, it will make a huge difference. It will make it. Mm-hmm. And we have the world, the flesh and the devil to contend with. And if you think about it, when you have a trial, the world wants you to look for lots of attention and be consumed with yourself and give yourself a going, you know, like a little retreat or something. The flesh wants to, like I mentioned, just curl up in a ball and feel sad. And then the devil is just trying to get you to doubt God's goodness and all the rest. So just remember, we are, we are assaulted. And that choosing to, I love that you all laughed and said, well, I guess the worst thing is we will miss you. (laughs) That's just, that's just great. Um, But if you had had to work your way to that point over a few minutes, (laughs) (laughs) I would, I would still commend you. I mean, that's great. Sometimes our first impulse is to go the wrong direction and then we can self-correct and it's like, no, that's not where I want to go. But 
It's just to be aware, alert that we have an enemy mm-hmm. and we have to be paying attention. And afflictions are a great time for us to get worked over. Right. And we don't, we just, we can't, the Christian life isn't to just stay there. I remember, um, you know, maybe a, a month after we lost the twins, I had posted, you know, I something about I want to work out, you know, I had lost motivation to kind of just take care of myself. And I wanted to, to work out and, and just be healthy for my kids and my, my husband. And I actually got a, a message saying, you know, you, I think that you're taking this too quickly. And, you know, you just lost two babies. And, um, you know, you shouldn't put a, a time limit on your grief. And that's not what I was doing. But we're not supposed to mourn like unbelievers. You know, we trust God in all things when he gives and takes. And um, I think that there's a real danger when we allow it to consume us. Um, that's not to say there isn't a place for grief and, and you know, the different waves of grief that come and go. And um, but I think we we can find joy even in the hardest of things like you know, I remember after we lost the twins the next day, there were moments when we were playing with our kids and laughing. You know, there's there's hope there because of, of Christ and the sovereignty of God. So I think um, if you're if you're in a trial right now and you seem like, you, you know, you feel like, man, this is this is never going to end. And you and you're feeling like there's no hope. Are you reaching out to, you know, your elders, are you talking about it? Are you in the word of God? Or are you kind of in this hole that you don't really want to come out of? Like you said, Summer, like, do you want to continue to stay sad? And that also some people adopt it as their identity, right? I'm the woman who lost twins, right? Or I'm the woman, you know, you know, me, I'm the one who's a cancer survivor, or, Mm -hmm. or, I mean, it could be a positive thing. Right. I'm not saying we cover it up and pretend, but if you like that never happened. But if we adopt it as our identity, right? I'm the one who struggles with fill in the blank, mm-hmm. and we carry that around, you know, on our shoulder all the time. So on our name tag, yeah. Introducing yourself as I'm the one who has had so many surgeries, or I'm the one who I've had such a hard life. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's true. Women do this. Yes. And they, they just make it their badge. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and I think losing twins is a very hard thing. And there's so many women I know who've lost, had miscarriages um, and so forth. Right. Yes. Grief is very real. Right. But you don't wear it on a, on your name tag. Right. It's and it's like, I- oh, God is doing things with us. I mean, we're moving on onward. We'll meet them in heaven. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I, I feel that there's another danger too. When you do that, when you make that your identity, I find there's a correlation too of almost as if no one ever could understand your pain. You have the worst pain possible. Exactly. You're the only one going through a trial. It's almost pride can seep in very quickly and go, nobody else understands. I have this problem that nobody else could even understand. But, you know, even even if that were true, which it's not, you know, God can sympathize with all of our pain and all of our suffering. And so, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that is that I think there's a real danger in, in identifying as that and not moving forward, not straining towards the the goal to the upward call in Christ. You know, sometimes we're straining towards that goal. And good for you for just pressing on 
But when other people aren't happy to see you press on <laughs> and just be grieving more openly, you know, for their, for some reason, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Like, would you like to be a blessing or are you just going to pile on me and make it harder? <laughs> right. You know, so come alongside and cheer me on and don't criticize me yeah. because I'm, I'm trying to run the race and I got tripped up, you know? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, um, anything else you would like to say about just kind of practical tools towards, you know, getting through trials? I mean, I feel like we covered a lot in a little bit of time, um, but any, any last words, Summer? Well, I think just briefly too, some of the trials that we've mentioned are very serious, heavy trials that I do think will bring a, a sweetness, um, to your relationship with the Lord that you would not have experienced otherwise. And sometimes your trials are really just you. Like sometimes your trials are that you needed to. You are uh, the problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you, need, true. You, sometimes you need to be able to self-diagnose and look around and take stock and go, do I just need a nap? Um, do, do I just need to open a window? Do I need to bake some cookies? Do I need to, repent. you know, you know, yeah. Do I need to repent? Like, is, you know, am I grouchy because the dishes aren't done, but I could have just done the dishes. You know, sometimes you need to absolutely um, just come to grips with that. And I, I think a lot of times we don't, your flesh does not want you to be the problem. Um, so just keep that in mind. I think that's, <laughs> really great it's like don't take yourself so seriously yes that you have an owie mm -hmm. and that you need to stop everything so that's yes that's absolutely excellent. you know if you have an owie wash it soap and water band-aid move on mm -hmm. just move on <laughs> nancy i'm gonna read a quote by you uh from learning contentment i love this um you said at the end of chapter nine Take your God-given weakness and ask God to showcase his power and strength in them. Take your God-given infirmities and boast in them. Take pleasure in these things, not because they are good in themselves, but because they are clay pot troubles. And when the clay pot is buffeted, more uh, more of God's goodness and glory shines. When we see the excellence of, his, of the power, I'm sorry, when we see the excellence of the power is of God and not of us, our faith grows. And so I think that is beautiful. Um, and that we can actually take pleasure because that is not of this world. You know, that takes the strength of God to do that, but actually finding pleasure in our infirmities, knowing that God is up to something. Yeah. And that's what Paul did. Mm -hmm. He took pleasure in, 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 in infirmities, sorry. And that to think of it like clay pot troubles, it doesn't, it just bring it kind of down to earth. Absolutely. And when he lists his troubles off, I mean, the man <laughs> knew. And remember when, when he was first called and God said, I will show him what he will have to suffer mm -hmm. for my name or something like that. Mm -hmm. And boy, did he, boy, did he. Yeah. And I just think if he can call those that long list of all of his trials and afflictions, I mean, I haven't been stuck out at sea in the water right. for like overnight. 
Can, can you even imagine that? That sounds so terrifying. Uh, yeah, we did that a couple of times. I mean, yeah. And not to mention being beat with, you know, the whips and with the rods and all the rest. And if he can take pleasure in it and call them clay pot troubles, we're mm -hmm. just clay pots. You know, what an encouragement to us. Amen. And just, Amen. And I don't want to be weird, but it makes you want to say, bring it on, Lord. I just want to see what you can do yeah. in my life to make me more like Christ. Right. Well, thank yeah. you both. Before before we get off, um, I would like for you both to tell our listeners where they can find all of your content. Nancy, if you want to start and then Summer. Well, Canon Press, uh, the Canon app, Canon app is where you can get my podcast, but you can also get it anywhere you get podcasts. It's just Femina. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. I guess you could come to my house. Okay. <laughs> I have lots of content here. Yeah. <laughs> thank you uh, for having me on too. Oh, it was um, an honor. My pleasure. Oh, well, thank you for your time. It was truly, truly a pleasure and a delight. And Summer, how about you? Where can our listeners find your content? Oh, it's so funny that I have to... When I started Sheologians, that's a dad joke, you know? Like, what a dumb word. I did not know all these years later I would be saying the word sheologians into microphones. I had no idea any of this was going to happen. If I had, well, what a name I went with. Anyway, it's sheologians, which is just a dad joke. Um, I thought I was doing something fun for my friends, but we have a lot of content. Here we are all these years later. So people still tuning in and um it's at sheologians.com and it's at apologiastudios.com and all the places you get your podcasts that's where we're at well great i'm just so edified by both of you and thank you for your time and i hope our listeners were encouraged and that they go to both of your guys's um places that you go and <laughs> go to Canon <laughs> Press and Sheologians and, and listen more. But um, thank you for listening to Provoked and thank you for all the messages that you send still. And uh, it's always such an encouragement to hear from you all. And um, I hope that you have a blessed week and we'll see you next time. Bye.